Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If somebody is clearly getting scammed and you step in and force them to stop getting scammed, could you possibly be a jerk for doing that? We'll get to that in a bit, but first... Am I the jerk for leaving my 9-year-old half-brother home alone? Hi, so I, 19-year-old female, live with my dad, stepmom, and my half-brother, 9-year-old male. For weeks, it was planned that this past Friday night, my dad and my stepmom were going to her parents' 40th wedding anniversary at some fancy restaurant. Me and my brother weren't invited because we're not adults. Since I didn't get an invitation and didn't want to be stuck at home with just my brother... I decided to make plans myself, and me and my boyfriend were going to go on a date. My dad and stepmom wanted me to babysit my brother, but like, they've never paid me for babysitting him ever, and he's pretty hyperactive. So, no thanks. After complaining for a bit, they hired a babysitter for him. So, Friday comes around, and I'm doing my hair and makeup and all that, getting ready for the date. My dad and stepmom had already left for dinner. While I was getting ready, I get a call from my stepmom in the car on the way to the restaurant saying that the babysitter canceled and that I'd have to stay home and watch him. I told her I was sorry, but I had plans I didn't want to cancel. She said it was too late to call anyone and I had to stay. I said I can't and that I would be at home for another 40-ish minutes, which would be enough time for them to come back home and they have to be back then to watch him. She just hung up. Well, I finished getting ready and even waited another 15 minutes and they weren't back yet. I texted them that I was leaving and left my brother home alone. We live in a nice neighborhood and I'm pretty sure I stayed home alone when I was 10 so I was sure it would be fine, especially since they didn't bother to come back home. Anyways, long story short, when I came back home, they were already home and my stepmom was pissed that I left my brother home alone. She called me irresponsible and said I didn't care about family, etc. She also told me that I'd have to pay for this vase my brother broke. I feel this is unreasonable since I gave them a warning I was leaving and they had the opportunity to come back. But I don't know. Am I the jerk? Oh, and just to add in case people are wondering if I paid rent or whatever, my grandmother gifted the house to my mom and dad as a wedding gift. When my mom left my dad, she gave him the house under the condition I could live there up until I finished grad school if I wanted to. Personally, I don't think OP's the jerk here. If you're 19 years old, wouldn't you guys agree that you should be free to pretty much do whatever you want? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my husband he doesn't deserve to be a father? My 36-year-old female, husband Dennis, 39-year-old male, and I have been together for 9 years, married for 4. When we met, we were both looking to settle down and have kids, so it felt like fate that we met. We started talking seriously about having kids around a year and a half in, and started trying at 2 years. After 3 years of trying and heartache, we decided to adopt. Following a long and hard journey, we were finally able to welcome home our beautiful daughter Sophie. My husband was a wonderful father to Sophie. He loved holding her and being with her. He would rush to her side when he heard her cries. 
I couldn't have wished for a better partner and father for my children. Just after everything settled down with Sophie, we got pregnant. Both Dennis and I were elated to hear that we would be having another child, and ecstatic when we found out we were having another little baby girl, so close in age to her sister. But I started getting worried when I heard some of Dennis's comments. As I started to show more and we got closer to birth, he once even said, I can't believe we're finally having our own baby. I questioned what he meant by this, as we have Sophie. But he brushed it off saying I knew what he meant, but didn't say it again to me. When I gave birth, Sophie was 11 months old and had been saying am 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 whenever she stroked my belly. So we decided to call our daughter Amy. When we brought Amy home is when Dennis's behavior really started to slip and lack towards Sophie. He stopped giving her attention, documenting, or even caring about her milestones. He started actively trying to avoid interactions with Sophie. For example, if I asked him to tend to Sophie, if she were making a fuss, he would go to the cot and say that he can't as he's tending to Amy. Sophie is clearly being impacted by the sudden loss of her father. So once the kids were in bed tonight, I asked him what's going on with him. He told me that since Amy was born, his love for Sophie has died. He then retracted and reworded saying dimmed instead. I was horrified. I told him I couldn't believe what I was hearing. He tried to calm me down by saying that perhaps we could split them. He'll take Amy and I take Sophie. It almost felt like he was making a really crappy joke. I called him a terrible person and told him he didn't deserve to be a father. I told him that I felt betrayed and repulsed by him for using one child as a trial for the next. He left the house and hasn't come home since. It's snowy here and it's getting on for 2am and I'm getting worried. Honestly, it's a really concerning thing for OP to experience and I'm wondering if there isn't some kind of therapy that feels almost necessary. I mean, splitting the kids? Our next story is, am I the jerk for the way I made my will? I'm in my late 50s and recently found out I have cancer. I have brain mets and things aren't looking too good. I'm taking care of my affairs and estate planning when this happened. I'm single, I have no kids and no long-term relationships. My parents died when I was young and the only surviving family I have are my aunt and uncle, two sisters and their kids. I'm pretty well off. I started in construction and have a very successful construction business. I'm leaving pretty much everything split between my family. I split a part of the estate to my aunt and uncle who are both in their late 70s. They don't have any kids and I'd like to leave something for them to live comfortably. The remaining money I've split equally between my sisters and their kids, four in total. My sisters are in their late 40s. Given our age difference and the early death of our parents, our relationship was a mix of sister-brother and sister father. I was doing a lot of the things our parents would do when they were growing up. I'm very close to them. The problem my brother-in-laws had was the way I structured the money. I have the money invested in a long-standing trust fund. All six of them will receive $1 for every $1 they earn. This would essentially double their income. Any remaining money will be available to them after they reach 65 years of age. They also have the option to not use any money and let the investments continue until they retire. Alternatively, if they don't work, they'll get no money till they're 65 years old. My nieces and nephews have either started working or in the final year of the college. My reasoning is that I want them to be self-sufficient. I don't want them to rely on this money or get lost in the sudden influx of wealth. 
I had a recent sit down with the family to explain things. I didn't want to leave any bitter feelings or cause fights over my money after my death. Everyone seemed pretty accepting until I got a bunch of angry calls and messages from my brother-in-laws. Both of them were calling me a control freak, trying to tell their kids and wives how to live their lives. I'm a bit shocked. I didn't really have such an intention. Am I being a controlling jerk? To be honest, I think a lot of people are going to have frustration here. Along the way, they may feel like they could use that money, but in the end, OP's just looking out for them. Our next story is, am I the jerk for trying to help my daughter make healthier choices? I'm a mom of two beautiful children. My youngest, Paige, just entered her freshman year. She's normally a very happy girl, but lately Paige has dreaded going to school and has even begged me not to go. No matter how many times I asked, she would not tell me why she hated school. I asked Eliza, who's a sophomore, to find out why Paige doesn't want to go to school. She did, and it turns out that Paige has been getting bullied at school, and her peers have called her fat. Now, Paige isn't a fat girl. She's very athletic and plays a lot of sports, but she is a bit on the chubbier side. Since Paige wouldn't come to me about the issue, I figured I shouldn't say anything to her about it. But I did decide that I could still be helpful by making healthier meals at home. I stopped picking up on healthy, processed foods at the grocery store and instead stocked up on vegetables and whole foods. Now here's where I may be the jerk. Paige asked me to pick up Oreos on my next trip to the store and I finally broke and told her that instead of turning to food, she could talk to me. Paige stormed upstairs and slammed her door. Even Eliza was upset with me. It may have come out the wrong way, but I really didn't mean anything wrong by that. I just meant I'm her mom and she can always come to me. Am I the jerk? I think OP is the jerk. If OP wants that level of open discussion, maybe start by having that level of open discussion with your own kid. Also, OP's handling the food situation, I think, in a totally wrong way. This next story is, am I the jerk for asking my daughter to uphold her end of the deal? Honestly, I don't even feel that this situation needs to be on Reddit, but my daughter, husband, and many of my family members are calling me a jerk, and I'm really not sure anymore. For context, four years ago, when my daughter was 12, she desperately wanted a pool. She said that all of her friends had pools, and she was the only one who didn't have one. Plus, she loved swimming. She insisted that she would use it daily in the summer. My husband and I could afford one, but as I'm sure some of you know, pools are very expensive, and neither of us really like swimming, so we wanted my daughter to understand the cost she was asking for. We made an agreement that we would install a pool, but that once she was old enough to start working, she would pay us back for half of it. She quickly agreed. Well, flash forward to now, she's 16 and just got her first job, and now she wants to save up for a prom dress she really likes. I reminded her of our agreement about the pool and she no longer wants to uphold her end of the agreement. I insisted, threatening to take away phone and car privileges if she doesn't pay her father and I back. Now she won't speak to me. My husband's agreeing with her, saying that we can't honestly have expected a 12 year old to keep her end of the agreement. For me, this isn't even about money. It's about teaching my young daughter the right morals to live life with. I don't want her to think she can just go around making deals for her benefit and then just not upholding them. Am I the jerk? You know, I think this is a very good case example of why 12 year olds can't sign for things. Just something to think about. This next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to be disinvited from a trip I planned? 
I, 27-year-old female, planned a ski trip with my boyfriend, 29-year-old male, and some of our friends, mostly his friends. We booked in advance, told them about it, let them know they could come or not. We planned on bringing our computers to have a LAN party while we were there. My boyfriend and I game together. Once a few people wanted to go, we were really excited. Recently, I learned as we arrived at someone's house to watch a game together as a group that I'm not invited on the trip any longer because one of his friend's girlfriends couldn't come due to work and now it's going to be a guy's trip. I feel pretty hurt. I got upset and asked them what right they had to disinvite me from a trip that I planned and to basically make it no women allowed for some odd reason. We plan things all the time and I attend. We share the same interests a lot of the time, so I'm confused and bothered by the implication that I would be distracting or in the way or make it less fun. They brushed it off. So they're going now without me or anyone else that's female. I guess. My boyfriend feels torn. He's kind of a people pleaser and doesn't want to make waves. His friends say weird crap sometimes about women and say they're joking, but this makes me feel like they actually meant those things and don't even think of me as a friend. Straw slash back situation as some other things have happened that were similar and I brushed it off as my misunderstanding at the time. Instead of also being their friend, I'm just their friend's girlfriend, which really hurts because I've been there for a lot of these guys and have gone out of my way for them. For example, one of them projectile vomited in a bathroom at a friend's house everywhere and got embarrassed and didn't know how to clean it while drunk, so I cleaned it up for them. I've hosted at my house and always tried to make it fun. I don't understand. I told them it was messed up and that I planned the trip, so they don't get to decide that. They basically acted like I was being emotional and just needed to get over it. I've refused to talk to some of them since then. Everyone's acting like I don't want them to go and do things, just the guys, and I'm being controlling. The narrative has been lost among our friends, and I'm being painted as a villain compared to other women who were going who are cool with it, when actually I don't give a crap. They go out all the time for guys nights and guys trips. I just want to enjoy the trip I planned, regardless of being a girl or not. I don't think telling them I'm coming anyway would even do anything. I can't imagine going now, with how they clearly feel. That would be really awkward, probably. But it's created a rift between my dude and his friends, and they're telling him I'm being unreasonable and overreacting. And he's talking about not going and is really pissed at them, but doesn't want to ruin the friend group dynamic. I know I can just plan something else, but this sucks. Am I the jerk? You literally can't be the jerk for getting disinvited to something you organized. What you do is reorganize, invite all of them individually and say if they have an issue, don't show up. I say don't let this ruin having a good time for you. Our next story is, am I the jerk for saying bring your own crap if you don't like it at my party? So I started only buying cheap beer when we have parties at my house because my boyfriend has some friends who never bring their own booze. I'm totally fine with hosting and having stuff for everyone, but there's been several times where the people who come drink literally everything we have and not bringing any of their own to share with everyone else. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePods. Last night, I bought a 30 rack of hams for $14, and a bunch of people were like, This is disgusting. This is so gross. And I got tired of them complaining and said, You can bring your own crap if you don't like it. Stop complaining. My boyfriend said that I was being crazy and should have just let the situation go. Am I the jerk for this? I don't think it makes Opie the jerk, but I definitely think you should advertise, bring your own stuff. Bring supplies for the party. Our next story is, am I the jerk for accidentally insulting my future daughter-in-law's infertility? I'm 64, and I have one son, Robert, with my late husband, James. Robert's engaged to Sarah, who's also 35. Last Sunday, Sarah and Robert came to my house for dinner. We were chatting, and I told them a story about James, who Sarah unfortunately never got to meet. While I was pregnant, James was very excited and insisted on putting together everything. Cribs and changing tables, etc. Bless him, but my James was not much of a carpenter. And one day when I was putting Robert in his crib, the whole thing broke. I managed to catch Robert in time, so no harm done, thankfully. After the story, I made a joke along the lines of Sarah never having that problem if they have children, because Robert actually is a carpenter. She burst into tears and asked me why I was being so cruel. I was taken aback, and I asked her what was wrong, as I certainly hadn't meant to upset her, and I was sorry if I had. She told me that they discovered recently that Sarah is infertile, and that she would never be able to have children even with IVF. I apologized profusely and said if I had known, I would have never have made a joke about it. James and I struggled with having Robert, and we were never able to give him siblings. So I felt awful that I hurt Sarah like that. The mood was ruined after that, and Robert and Sarah decided to leave early. On Tuesday, I ran into Robert's best friend and his wife while I was out shopping. His wife is good friends with Sarah and seemed unusually cold towards me. I asked why, and she said she hadn't known I was so rude and that I should be ashamed of mocking Sarah's infertility. 
It turns out that the story's been spread that I viciously insulted Sarah and insinuated she shouldn't marry Robert. The story even got back to our family and a lot of our relatives are quite upset with me. I apologized when I made the joke, but now I'm wondering if I really did overstep that badly and insult Sarah horribly. I don't want to be a bad mother-in-law and I get along quite well with Sarah ordinarily. I think OP's not the jerk, but they need to get on top of this ASAP and have a full family conversation about why things went down the way they did when you never knew that they had those issues. This next story is, am I the jerk for exposing my friend who has the same scar after she publicly made fun of me? I'm 18 year old male, friends with a girl, Melissa, 18 year old female, I met through a volunteering gig. We've been hanging out more lately and found out more about each other. Actually, one of the things we bonded over is the fact that we have the same exact facial scar. We even got it at the same age, which is a crazy coincidence. We often discuss how it's impacted our self-image and self-esteem growing up and had lots of conversations. I felt like she understood me. The only difference is that she tends to cover her scar with makeup, whereas I don't. She says that it's not the same thing since she's a girl, and I get it. A few days ago, we went to a party together and hung out in a room with a few others. One of them was a girl who started chatting with us, and Melissa seemed really impressed with her. At one point, the girl pointed out my scar, which was blunt and made me feel self-conscious, but the good thing is that she said positive things. Melissa immediately joked that, actually, my scar makes me look creepy and intimidating. I asked her, does that mean you would also look creepy and intimidating if you didn't hide the same scar with makeup? She looked shocked and the people we were with gave me a look like I'd messed up. Afterwards, in the car, we had a massive argument where she called me an insensitive jerk. She said that I'm a crappy person for exposing her insecurity and belittling her feelings. I said that she's the actual jerk here since she threw me under the bus to impress the girl or whatever. Not sure what she was trying to do. We spent a long time arguing, but eventually fell asleep. So, am I the jerk here, or is Melissa? If it ain't the pot calling the kettle black, Melissa is so full of it in this story. Our next story is, am I the jerk for preventing my sister from being scammed by this guy online by telling on her to bro and mom? My sister, 20-year-old female, confided in me, 19-year-old female, that the guy she's seeing online is about to get kicked out of the house by his parents and has nowhere to go, and she'll be helping him with money from the college fund our mom had set up for her. I was instantly alarmed, as this is a common scam, and even if it wasn't, this guy being kicked out of his parents' house is still concerning about his character, especially since they never even met IRL. I failed to convince her not to do it and begged her to at least let me tag along from afar when she withdraws the money and goes to meet him. She said yes, but when we went to the bank, she actually made a request for $6,000. I was shocked and kept hysterically begging her not to do this. She was carrying all $6,000 all in cash and going to meet this guy. She got tired of me pushing and yelled at me to leave her alone and that she changed her mind about me tagging along. She then just went ahead and hailed a taxi. I hurriedly went and blocked the door and begged the taxi driver to also take me with her. I told him she was irrational and didn't know what she was doing. I ended up going into the taxi with her. On the way there, I called my bro and mom and told them what's going on. 
My bro said he was coming and I shared our live location with him. My sister was absolutely mad and said I was horrible for doing this to her when I know how much she hates both mom and bro and doesn't trust them. She also said I had no right to interfere even if she was scammed or harmed. She then stopped the taxi and ran out and growled at me to not follow. I ignored her and kept following when my bro got in his car and honked at us. We both turned back and when I looked back again, my sister had started running while he got down from the car and we both chased after her. In the end, we caught up. My bro told her he'll be following her all the time until he sees this guy and he'll get him to back off. My sister just broke down in tears and called us all freaking nuts that she won't be going anywhere and to just leave her alone. We insisted she comes home right away, which she did. She went to her room and slammed the door in my face and wouldn't talk to me ever since. My mom said that she'll understand in time when she matures how big of a favor I did her and not to worry. But her reaction still aided me and I'm not really sure if I did the right thing. Am I the jerk? So considering the guy explicitly wanted it in cash, it seems almost certainly a scam. You guys definitely saved her here, whether she ever comes to realize it or not. Our next story is, am I the jerk for selling my house since my roommates thought I was ripping them off? I own, have a massive mortgage on, a house in a high cost of living city. I have four roommates. I have the basement suite and the upstairs is rented to one couple and two single people. They know I own the house and all of them were recommended to me by friends or family. I still required a lease agreement and security deposit as well as the first and last month's rent. I just was willing to rent to them at below market rate because I didn't have to advertise or arrange for a property manager. Between the four of them, I collect enough to cover the mortgage and utilities with a little left over. I save my money and use it to pay for major repairs and maintenance. Well, I'll be starting a new job in a different city in the new year. I knew about this back in late October. I offered the couple an opportunity to take over the basement suite in the new year for a little bit more money. They would get a massive bedroom upgrade and a private living room, bathroom, and kitchen. They agreed and let me know that they were planning on moving out in one year, so they'd be willing to sign a one-year lease. I asked the two singles if either of them wanted to take the master bedroom that would be empty. They both declined, but asked if they could turn it into a home office for them. I said sure, but that they would have to cover the rent for the room. They think I'm being unreasonable. Since I'll be making more money off the couple, they think I should keep their rent the same and let them have the room for free. I offered it to them for 80% of what I was getting before. They called me a selfish jerk for taking all of their money. Even if they took the deal, they would still be paying less than market value for a single room in our city. It turned into a huge fight with the people who referred them to me, calling me a greedy jerk for trying to suck money out of their friends. I don't need to deal with any of this. I found a property investor who was willing to buy my house and honor my current leases, including the new one for the couple. Unfortunately for the other two renters, their leases are up in February, and I imagine that the rents will be going up a fair bit. But that isn't my problem anymore. So now everyone they know are angry with me because these two people will most likely have to move into a crappier living situation. I feel bad because if I wasn't moving, I would stay and deal with it, but it is just easier to walk away. I mean, regardless of the grief, I don't think this makes OP the jerk at all. They were only ever trying to be fair regardless. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my son's girlfriend I would never consider her kid my first grandchild? I have two sons, Jason, 26, and Grant, 31. 
Jason has a girlfriend, Kelly, 26, been together on and off for a couple of years. Jason tends to change girlfriends like he changes underwear, and this one has been quite the ride, full of tons of drama. She also cannot stand to not be the center of attention. I'll add that both have had multiple other relationships through this with other people. I'm not for the relationship, especially since Kelly has a 10-year-old son that's being dragged through this, but my son's an adult, and he can make his own choices. Grant also has a now fiancé, Tori, 28. She hadn't become the fiancé at this time. They've known each other for over a decade, were usually casually dating or just friends, and have also had an on-and-off type thing over the years, but it was more of the, the timing was always wrong thing. For example, she left to go to school in another state, then she came home, then she left for a job. When they were younger, she wasn't ready for anything serious and was too busy with school or work. I know they both kind of dated other people, but they always stayed close. Recently, he went to visit her, and a few weeks later, I found out I was going to be a grandma. I adore Tori, and her and Grant are great together. I am so excited, especially when I found out that Tori had decided to move back and that she was moving in with him so they could be a family. Thanksgiving dinner, she was at about five months pregnant. Jason brought Kelly along. They got back together a few months ago. Again. Tori had just officially moved back two weeks prior, so a lot of the family was excited to catch up with her, as she's come to a ton of family functions through the year and knew everyone. We started talking baby showers and things like that, and I made a comment about wanting to go all out for her, because this was my first grandchild. This is also something I want to do because Tori's mom died when she was 14, and after that she bounced around the foster system and doesn't have any real family support, so I wanted to make her feel loved and supported. Kelly jumped in and mentioned her kid would always be my first grandchild. I told her, no, that will always be your child, and if my son decides on you, I will see him as my grandchild, but they won't be my first. Tori's baby will always be my first grandchild. She threw a fit, said that my son chose a woman with kids, and they should be accepted by the family and then said Tori basically baby-trapped Grant. I told her to get back to me after they got married, or at least managed to stay together more than six months. She stormed out, son stormed out, son and her said that I'm the jerk. Dinner was completely awkward for the rest of the night. Considering Kelly isn't actually part of the family at all yet, I think OP's completely in the right here, especially considering they don't really see the kid. That said, our final story of the day is, am I the jerk for cutting my sister's hair? I, 18-year-old female, cut off a lot of my sister's, 19-year-old female, hair Friday night, as she had beautiful, long, brunette hair, but now she has a bob. On Friday, we went to a gathering and both got inebriated. My sister proceeded to come back to mine as it was the closest. She started talking about haircuts and how she wanted the smallest trim, that it wouldn't make a difference. I told her I had a trim kit in my restroom, and she told me to go get it. I showed her the trimmer, and she asked if I could trim the bottom. I did so, or I thought I did so, as when we woke up, the majority of her hair was in the bath, and she had an uneven bob. My sister started to freak out and was in complete shock. I was too. After a while of me calming her down and telling her she looks fancy, she told me that she must do the same to me and went to go look for my trimmer. I love my hair and wouldn't be able to do this. She kept insisting it was the only way things could ever be good. I told her no and hid my trimmer. 
She proceeded to get upset and told me that now she was now ugly and ruined. She proceeded to leave and hasn't talked to me in a day. Am I the jerk? I just find it incredibly hard to believe that OP is able to recall that they wanted a trim that was hardly noticeable, but yet weren't aware that they cut their hair into some short, uneven bob cut. I think there's a little bit more than OP's letting on, and I think they're probably the jerk. Though if it was an accident, I don't think OP deserves to have to cut their hair in return. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out the video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.